Today's podcast is sponsored by Genesis, the most comprehensive and complete education for pool professionals. The Genesis Career Pathway for Pool Builders and Design Professionals puts your team on the right track to become masters of their trade. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today I'm chatting with Troy Franzan, president of Fluidra North America. Pleasure to have you with us today on the show, Troy. Thank you. Glad to uh, be here. So the big announcement, there's going to be some uh, big changes coming down the pipe at Fluidra, and Troy agreed to come on the show today and talk to us a bit about what's going to be changing at Fluidra North America. You bet. Yeah, in fact, um, in fact, last week, uh, we uh, a brand new president of the business, a gentleman by the name of Lenny Rhodes, um, has, has joined the company and will pick up the reins and uh, take control of Fluidra North America going forward uh, following my recent uh, retirement announcement, which I'm excited about. So are congratulations in order, Troy? Are you uh, officially retired right now? I am officially uh, retired uh, right now as, as we speak. This is my uh, first week uh, at home and uh, not uh, not looking at my uh, phone every five minutes. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a different feeling, but yes, it's uh, kind, of a, kind of official as we speak. Well, that's terrific. I mean, 12 years with the company was a real achievement. I mean, you had a great run and some big milestones with Fluidra. You were with them a long time. Can you uh, talk to us a little bit about your experience with them? It's been fantastic. Uh, Joe, I started uh, in April of 2010, so just at, uh, just about 12 and a half years. And uh, I look back and uh, uh, 12 and a half years uh, seems like it's, it's flown by and uh, we've had a lot of fun and uh, expect expect the team to continue uh, in the future. But yeah, 12 and a half years following uh, 22 and a half years with my, uh, my former company. So 35 years has kind of come and gone. Yeah, it goes by in a hurry. And there's like so much going on with what you're doing. It's like uh, blinking, you miss it. Yeah. In the last three years, as we know, our last two and a half years kind of put... Uh, put all time in uh, different kinds of contexts, so that, that helped. Yeah. What changed in your life while you were president of Fluidra? What changed in my life? Oh, boy. Um, well, you know, everybody uh, uh, changes for the good, but, I, you know, three, when I, when I started with this company, um, I had three, I would call, young children, and, and now, 12 and a half years later, I have three adult children that are often uh, all through school and, and, and working or in post, uh, post-grad uh, school. And so that's uh, made me proud and that's uh, been a big change in my life. But, uh, you know, I've, I've learned a ton about uh, certainly the industry, learned a ton about uh, our company, learned a ton about the pool business. And it's, it's, it's been a, uh, a pleasure uh, along the way. Well, I know that you played a significant role in the transition from Zodiac to Fluidra. I mean, you were there at the very start. Can you talk to us a bit about that and some of the other acquisitions, mergers, and changes that you saw happen during your time with the company? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, you know, in 2010, I would say that, uh, you know, we were then um, owned by, still owned by Carlisle Private Equity. Uh, We were under... The, the label or the, the company name of uh, Zodiac uh, Pool Systems. And I would say in 2010, if you go back and think about what occurred 
leading up to that time period with uh, the housing market and, and of course, the, the, the Great Recession that took place, you know, coming through nine and ten. So it was a it was a dramatic uh, time frame for not only the industry, uh, but but for, for the company. The company was, as I mentioned, owned by Carlos. Uh, changed dramatically as the uh, as the economy uh, kind of took a, a turn for the worse. So a lot of I would call underinvestment or no investment or stripping of costs was taking place when I came on board. I would say the company um, was a little bit rudderless, a little bit uh, lacking in direction, and needed some more investment in some key areas, you know, like customer service and quality and and, and sales and and uh, so it was a difficult it was a difficult time. But on one hand, it was nice to come in when things. Uh, uh, things were at the bottom, so there's only one one way to go, which was up. So, we we along with myself and you know Bruce Brooks, our current CEO, started about nine months uh, after I did. So, we were of like mind, uh, having worked together in the past, and um, you know we, we we set our sights on building a great company and not thinking about you know the short term and not thinking about flipping a company, but we started thinking about building out a brand, building out a quality uh, infrastructure, putting together a sales and customer service strategy that was focused on the customer and, um, you know, really saying, hey, what do we want this company to be? I can't believe as we look today. That was, that was 12 and a half years ago, and the results uh, speak for themselves. So, well, I mean, you've had uh, a couple of big milestones there just over the last couple of years. Yes. Taylor Technologies, SR Smith, CMP. I mean, these are some big acquisitions there. Yeah. Yeah, we did, uh, if you even go back before that, we had, uh, you know, we weren't doing a ton of acquisition work early on because we were still building out kind of foundation and fundamentals. But, you know, we, we bought a company uh, called Savvy Lights years ago, which kind of got us into uh, that kind of nicheless LED technology had some early quality challenges with with Savvy, but that acquisition kind of put us into the lighting category. Then we went on to buy a small company located out of Orange County called Grand Effects, which kind of got us into that high end decorative fire and water uh, feature space. And then, uh, yeah, when when uh, the the pandemic kicked in and in early twenties, we roll forward when a lot of companies kind of went into hiding or thinking things were going to turn really bad, not only did the market start to turn for the good, but uh, Fluidra doubled down and, and got very, very aggressive. And, and the board uh, gave us a lot of uh, support, not only financially, but uh, gave us the, uh, the, the leeway to go get aggressive and, and, and started with uh, CMP custom molded products out of Atlanta, which kind of got us into uh, a different vertical and spa OEM products, which we're excited about. Also expanded our offering uh, in alternative sanitizers, white goods, um, you know, some other products that fit in nicely with uh, with the Jandy and Polaris bundle. Then we moved uh, moved moved on and, and uh, um, bought eventually bought SR Smith uh, up in Oregon. They got four locations throughout the United States, but again expanded us into a lot of the the deck equipment like slides, rails, diving boards, and then also allowed us uh, a nice baseline of business to expand uh, into the commercial portfolio. 
uh, and then wrapping up with uh, Taylor Water Technologies uh, out of uh, out of Maryland, which still exists out of Maryland. It's been a nice, nice little bolt on to the uh, family currently run by Wade Beebe. Uh, water testing, uh, both test strips, um, been really nice add-on business, nice business in the industrial segment, nice business in retail. Early on was uh, built right uh, a heat pump manufacturer out of Punta Gorda, Florida. Uh, my my thoughts go out to the folks in Florida as we had a facility that uh, in Punta Gorda where we built all of our heat pumps that was virtually in the eye of the most recent storm. And uh, thankfully, uh, everybody's okay, but they're still doing a little bit of recovery. But yes, it's been, uh, Joe, an active uh, period of acquisition and the company has uh, expanded and got quite a bigger footprint as a result of that activity over the years. Well, these are some tremendous milestones, Troy. I mean, now that we're getting to the point in our conversation, I got to ask you, what what made you decide to take this moment to retire? Oh, boy. Um, you know, it, there, I don't know that there was one, you know, aha moment other than, you know, for the longest time, um, you know, when we were all naive and we came out of school, I always said I wanted to retire early. And I was naive enough to say, when I was 21 that I'm going to retire when I'm 50. Mm-hmm. And, and in that regard, people have told me I'm a, I'm a young re- retiree. Uh, but I tell them, well, my goal was to retire at 50. So in fact, I missed my goal and, uh, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit late, but I always wanted to, um, take time to do the things that I want to do while I could do them, uh, on my own schedule, while, while I could do things, you know, while I'm healthy, uh, of, you know, physically and, and mentally, I, I didn't want to, I love sports. Um, so to use some of the sports analogies, I didn't want to, uh, go out, um, on a low night. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get carried out, uh, off the field in a stretcher and I wanted to make it my decision. So when, when we had this incredible, uh, run of success, um, you know, I, I wouldn't lie if I didn't say the last couple of years have been incredibly rewarding, but they also have been challenging. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially when you throw the acquisition work on top of, you know, just the day to day lifting that heavy lifting that took place to service our customers. Uh, it was time to take a break. And uh, so I think on about late last year, you know, Bruce and I started talking about succession planning and started talking about, you know, as a public company, how do you one of our jobs is to, you know, be stewards for the future, not only for the now, but for the future. And how do you have a, a successful, you know, transition of power, if you will, or a successful transition. So I said, uh, I'm ready to uh, take a break. Let's, let's start thinking about uh, a handoff. So that's kind of when this started uh, almost uh, about 10 months ago. And uh, I know it, kind of just was recently announced, but in fact, in my mind, uh, the, the plan has been, you know, this pro- has been going on for some time now. So as a long, long answer to maybe a short uh, question. But... Yeah, no, no, that's good. Um, so Lenny Rhodes is going to be moving into your role. His previous role was CEO for Big Ass Fans. I saw he was VP at Husqvarna and before that, uh, director for of marketing for Electrolux. I mean, this is kind of an unexpected move, bringing in a company outside of the role. What was the strategy behind that decision to look outside the organization? Well, you know, some 
some people may call that a, may, may call that an unexpected move or a non-conventional move, but I, I actually came from outside outside the industry when I came. So yeah, you were a Black and Decker um, guy, right? Yeah, no, but I mean, I think I don't know if the question was, you know, he's not coming from within or he's not coming from the pool space, but uh, he's got an incredible background. Um, I think what. You know, I, I, th- I think if you look at the companies he's worked for, Electrolux, Husqvarna, uh, big ass fans, he hasn't necessarily worked in the in the pool space, but he's worked in very similar kind of channel uh, and industries that where dealing with the professional or dealing with the trade, uh, you know, working through distribution primarily uh, is 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 in his background. So I think. Bruce thought that that was an important aspect. We wanted someone that would bring, you know, um, you know, a, a new perspective, you know, diversity of thought, diversity of ideas, if you will. So I think that's uh, why, why uh, we landed on uh, Lenny, and I'm, I'm pretty excited. I spent uh, some a lot of time with him, and in fact, he just started the last couple of weeks, and we spent a lot of time together. And I think the company is going to be in fantastic hands. Well, usually when there's a change at the top, Troy, there's a lot more change coming. I mean, what does a change in leadership look like for the rest of the executive organization as well as the rank and file at Fluidra in North America? You know, I don't, uh, Joe, one of the things I'm probably most proud of is, um, you know, people have asked, you know, what, 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 are you, what are you proud of or, you know, where you feel good about what you've left behind. And I think that's the, the, the team, the leadership team we have in place. Um, you know, I think our leadership team, I remember when I started with this company 12 years ago, you know, formerly Zodiac and now Fluidra, we were always kind of the, the green, the inexperienced, uh, the, the, the kind of the rudderless management team. And, and we have uh, kind of turned the corner. And I would say over the last seven years, five to seven years have been, kind of a consistent, uh, solid leadership, solid strategic plan. Um, you know, we've been kind of a stable uh, group in the industry. So I'm very pleased and proud of the team we have in place. All of the leaders uh, from the gentleman who runs our sales to, you know, we've, we've added some new people to the team recently, but we've got a really solid, uh, stable, mature executive leadership team. And, and frankly, I, I don't anticipate you know, any changes in leadership. Okay. One question that I wanted to ask you was we, we talked a lot about what is going on in the economy over the past year. Right now we're facing rising inflation, concerns of a recession. Some say we're already in one. Lenny Rhodes is stepping in in a particularly challenging time. Um, what advice as parting president were you able to offer Lenny about what obstacles lie ahead? I, you know, I think the industry is, um, I mean, I started in 2010, so I, I kind of started, I don't want to say a, a similar time period, but um, because I don't think what's going on now is going to have the same curve or the same uh, kind of decline that occurred in 8, 9, and 10, uh, but, but certainly we are in a period of softening uh, you know, we can debate whether we're in or heading towards a recession, as you stated. But I think the fundamentals are sound. And my advice to him has been really good industry, really good company with kind of a stable uh, strategy, a stable group of leadership. You know, don't overreact. Don't 
Um, don't do anything in the short term that'll impact uh, a business that's uh, really stable. So, of course, you know, he'll have his own leadership style and he'll have his own approaches, but don't let the short term uh, media cycle or the short term of what's going on with the economy um, affect what's a pretty what's a pretty good organization and a pretty good uh, strategy. So kind of stay the course, um, you know, look for ways to improve, look for ways to, you know, drive more efficiency and look for unique ways to go to market, but, uh, don't, don't, uh, overreact on a short term economical, uh, downturn. Sure. I mean, what are your plans now? I mean, what involvement, if any, do you plan to maintain with Louisa as you exit the organization? I am, um, I plan on, well, one on a personal note, I, I plan on taking a break and, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, traveling with with my wife uh, personally and spending some time with my three grown children. I'd love to get involved with uh, you know volunteer charity work uh, in my community. I do intend to um, help Bruce uh, and the board and the leadership team uh, in any way possible. Um, you know, if there's any future uh, consulting, can, can, future outside work that they need. Uh, help. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's due diligence if we were to look at any future acquisitions. But I've uh, you know kind of signed on to help uh, as any special projects come along, and, and and in the very short term, help Lenny um, steer the way. And if any questions he has, or any uh, you know things he needs to unearth, or any uh, any doors he needs to open, I'm I'm happy to help because it's in mine and everybody's best interest to. Uh, the, you know, I think the best has yet to come for the company, although there's a, a little bit of a soft spot here in the economy. Uh, the future is really, really bright. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see big things out of Fluidra in the future. So, Well, thank you, Troy. I mean, I, congratulations on your retirement. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today on the show. Thank you very much. I wish you guys the best uh, as well and uh, look forward to uh, watching you guys uh, continue to succeed. A big thank you to our sponsor, Genesis, the leading education program for pool builders and design professionals. Genesis and the PHTA are creating better career pathways for builders to become masters of their trade. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.